0: good morning it appears that youtube allowed us to go along or go live this morning uh thank you question mark to the algorithmic robots and to the CIA overlords at Alphabet for allowing us to exercise our free speech, asterisk, on this platform this morning, 5 by 5 in the chat, I appreciate y'all very much, Viper, what's up bro, dooby dooby doo, it's the Tactical Ballerina going live, listen off time, just because, uh, you know, we're actually going to talk about Instagram this morning, it is the 29th of November, 2023, Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. You guys know the drill, YouTube stuff, if you're one of the 40% that's lurking in the shadows in the federal beast system that is unable to subscribe, even though you watch the show, meh, okay, but if you're living in mommy's basement, you can click the button. For everybody else, you know what to do, please share the show with somebody you love, that's how we grow this dang thing, man, and it wasn't that long ago. That we had like 2,000 subscribers, and now, praise Yah, because y'all were pushing 200,000 subscribers. I'd really like to be at 200,000 before the end of the year, arbitrary goal. So, if you could assist with that, I'd appreciate it. Now, as always, the show is brought to you by the creator of the universe, Yahuwah your Elohim, the Lord your God. The good people on Patreon, link in the description. And uh, RefugeMedical.com, for whom I am the chief shilling officer because I founded the dang company in my barn. So I get to say whatever I want to about the company because it's mine. Long Road Farms, here's some coffee money. Thank you. I got this cool cup. You know what? We could do the news, but who cares? I got this cool cup from uh, Joseph's Kitchen their company out of Plano, Texas, and they they drove up from Tejas up here to eastern Oklahoma, I don't know, 10 days or so ago, and we hung out and we made bread with their wheat and their bread machine and their grinder and all of that, and it was really good, and I recorded about a 40-minute long Bear Does Rachel Ray stuff uh, with Joseph's Kitchen that's gonna post on Patreon, um, and I'll tell you, Everything retail-wise at their website, Joseph's Kitchen, it's a little high, but the quality is excellent as far as their wheat and their pre-programmed bread machine and the grinder and all of that. So if you're looking for a turnkey solution to make bread when the world ends, maybe check them out. If you're not, no worries, bro. Do the brief, Bear. Okay, you're disrespecting our time, Bear. Right, I forgot. Your time's more important than mine. Oops. We're going to talk about uh, the Israel-Hamas ceasefire. Uh, you know, I want a quick poll in the chat real quick. Get your thumbs ready to go. Do we care about Israel anymore? Or is it kind of like Ukraine now? Like we just, we check in occasionally. Is this something we need to know about every day? Or is this something like, tell me once a week, maybe. The great babe. I'm kind, of, I'm getting there too. Charlie, nah, yeah, nah, nah, yes, nah, no, meh, meh, Matthew, I'm with you, bro, meh. Ken, what's up, Ken? Meh, yeah, I'm guys. I'm kind of in the same same place. I'm like, it's interesting, but I'm like, eh, I don't need to know about it every day. So, try Yes, political city state. Meh. Nah. What's up, Badger? This is why I love the Bear Nation. Thank you, because we're we're here for each other. Because we actually care. We actually care about each other. So maybe we're, we'll talk about Israel. Hamas ceasefire. Maybe we won't. Who cares? Um, we're going to talk about an article from RT uh, regarding Instagram's kitty porn algorithm. And I have some personal experiences to share with you about that. Um, we're going to talk about Moderna and AI. And then I was also thinking, you know, uh, maybe there's something like actionable that we could talk about this morning. And so... I figured we'd do a quick review of basic preps of food, water, and shelter. Does that sound good to y'all? You guys cool with that? Yeah, Barry, that sounds great. All right. I mean, because otherwise, we could just waste each other's time a different way. You know, we could talk about what happens if you take your saltine crackers and you smooth some Vicks VapoRub on them and eat that. Like, what are you going to do when the world ends? I'm going to have Vicks VapoRub crackers in my bunker, 40 foot underground. Who cares? Right? Who cares? Who's the, right? Listen, if all you watch today is this, and you only made it five minutes into the brief, there's two things you got to do. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Deuteronomy 6, verse 5. And love your neighbor as yourself. Leviticus 19, verse 18. On this hangs all the Torah and the prophets. Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. From the mouth of Mashiach. Right, be covered in the blood of the lamb, serve y'all to the best of your freaking broken ability, be a decent human being to everybody else around you. And then then what happens, happens. Cause I don't know about y'all. My God's not make believe. He's real. And uh, his word is real, and his word became flesh and dwelt amongst men, and he's real is, real, is real, is real. Imagine that. You ever think about that before? Yeah, it's a thing. Um, and then all the all this other stuff is tertiary, bro. It's tertiary. So should we do the tertiary shit? What do you guys think? What if my neighbors really annoying? Well, you know, green eggs and samp. That's a great question. I found that some neighbors are best to love from a distance. Sometimes the best way that I can love somebody is to stay the hell away from them because my flesh is incapable of being you know kind to them. So uh stand off. <laughs> All right we'll do the brief, I guess. Bippity boppity boo. When I was a young ward. Ah. Uh. Who's got that post nasal drip out there? Anybody thumbs up for the post nasal drip right here? Two thumbs up both nostrils. Fair Independent Brief, 29 Noviembre 23. By the way, um, let's talk about some shit that actually matters. We have an awesome super donor for Caleb House. And through the end of tomorrow, through 30 November 23, all donations to calebhouse.org will be matched up to 100,000 doll hairs. We have... What's up, Patriot Plumbar? We, uh, We have already raised because y'all are awesome 25k which will be matched which is actually 50k so um if you were if ever there was a time where your three dollars matters or whatever it is that you're capable of giving if the spirit convicts you i don't want to freaking dime from you if it doesn't but if the spirit convicts you and you'd like to join us in our fight against pedophilic pieces of shit calebhouse.org super donor doing the match thing a of things that matter less than that. Fair, Independent Brief, 29 November 23. The four-day Israel-Hamas ceasefire that nobody gives a shit about anymore has allowed four captives to be released to Israel and prisoners to be released to Gaza. The ceasefire was extended for two days to allow for more hostages to be released on both sides. Did y'all see um, the robot man Elon Musk was over there looking, uh, trying to look dapper in a plate carrier? I don't know who put that carrier on him, but it was a little inappropriately sized, um, and do recurring donations qualify? You know, father figure, I don't know the answer to that. I don't think so. I think this is new, unique donations, but I do love the recurring donations. And let me tell you why, because it makes it a lot easier to budget because when you have a victim services team, When you have dozens of children ages 1 to 19 to take care of and you have two hood rat shit teams in the field, um, it's nice to be able to know that like the people and your white collar professional team of your attorneys, your trauma therapists, your doctors, your uh, advocates, etc. It's nice to be able to know that we can pay these people beyond next Tuesday Um, and most 95% of our people are volunteers. But the other 5% that aren't volunteer, a workman is worth their hire. Do not muzzle the ox as it treads out the grain. And so it's nice to know that we have recurring donations coming in because that allows us to be a little proactive with things like budgeting and acquisition and, I don't know, maybe building Caleb House. You guys want to see a cool picture? I know you do. You want to see a cool picture? Do-do-do. Do-do-do. Check this out. Look at this cool picture. Focus, you dumb thing. You know what that is? Do You know what that is? It's a blurry uh, picture of the uprights, the poles for the pole barn at Caleb House all stood up. Yeah. Check that. Beautiful. And thank you to the volunteers who have come out to help. If you want to come out, like you're actually gonna come out and you're gonna help, um, admin at calebhouse.org. Um, yeah, tradesmen, trades people, we <laughs> need trades people. Okay. So um, the the poles are up, the girts are up. We're gonna be uh, next step to fly the uh, trusses get our purlins on, and then skin that sucker with metal. Then we pour the concrete inside, and then uh, we frame out the barn dough. So if you want to party, uh, come on out. Well, after you go through your background check and we sniff each other's butts a hot minute, uh, calebhouse.org, admin at calebhouse.org. Okay? All right. Yeah, you see Elon, the very ill-fitting plate carrier. Like, front plate was, like, up in his throat and like it looked a little too small for him, and it was kind of sideways, um, no blowout kit. Anyway, it, Elon was over in Israel, uh, taking a quick tour, and um, Hamas has invited Elon into Gaza to come take a look at all of the destruction that the butcher of Gaza, a.k.a. Netanyahu, has rained down on the fine people of Palestine. So we'll see the lamppost collective and the drive you have to make is irrelevant go volunteer if you know how to do the things well lamppost collective what can you speak from experience or something about volunteering with caleb house yeah yeah the lamppost collective can good folks fine folks over there even if they talk a little funny you know but it's okay because i like them they're all right they know how to build with the wood don't you uh, let's see. On Tuesday, reports erupted as the IDF accused Hamas of violating the ceasefire truce, the IDF said. Over the last hour, three explosive devices were detonated adjacent to IDF troops in two different locations in northern Gaza. In one of the locations, terrorists also opened fire at the troops who responded with fire. Yeah, that's what you do. If somebody fires at you, you respond with fire. Firepower superiority. A number of soldiers were lightly injured during the incident. Lightly injured. They got boo-boos. Band-Aid bag had to come out. It was pretty rough. Hamas claim that the bombs were detonated in response to Israel first. Blah, 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 blah. We hate you. They hate us. You killed our kids. No, you killed our kids. It's biblical, yo. During the pause, aid trucks have been allowed to enter Gaza at higher rates, including the northern area. So far out of three aid-filled U.S. military planes, one has gone to Egypt. The other two expected the next few days. United States has made clear to Israel that the higher levels of aid will and fuel will continue to go to Gaza even after the ceasefire ends. Blah, blah, blah. In U.S. politics, a rare formal rebuke was issued by two pro-Israel Jewish representatives, Greg Landsman of Ohio and Dan Goldman of New York. They issued a two page resolution that read in part that a GOP bill introduced earlier this month, quote, dangerously conflates Palestinians and Hamas and is un-American, bigoted and designed to inflame tensions which could result in violence. End quote, what was the bill? H.R. 6211, the Safeguarding Americans from Extremism Act or the SAFE Act. I hate Diplo speak uh, anagrams. Acronyms, not not anagrams. Anagrams can be fun. Acronyms, the SAFE Act, safeguarding Americans from extremism. But here's the thing, yo, I'm an extremist. I'm not a domestic extremist. Me running my little businesses and my little ministries, hanging out with my wife and my kids and my homies, worshiping the creator, eating sheep, shooting a turkey in the face for Thanksgiving, trying not to participate in the system i'm an extremist you are an extremist don't safeguard me from me bro i don't need you to protect me in fact the easiest way for us to deal with domestic terrorism the easiest way is take a whole bunch of these bullshit federal and state laws off the books and then just let the green-eyed googly boys do their job like for real like leave me alone leave me alone my response time is way better than the county sheriff's. If there's a problem out here, ask me how I know. Just leave me alone. You know what the investigation should look like? Well, Mr. Bear, was it a righteous killing? Yes, sir, it was. Well, all right, then you have a nice day. you going to dig a hole or you need us to send a wagon. I'll dig a hole, bro. I don't care. Outside, outside my gates. I don't want that shit inside of my gates. Like, you want to safeguard Americans from extremism? Leave us alone. What about the extremism of the federal government? You know, what about uh, a drag queen story time and 87 genders? And Timmy feels like Tina today, so we're going to cut off of his reproductive organs and uh, give him some breast implants. That sounds a little extremist to me. What about, well, we make the majority of our power from steam which is made with heat from nuclear reactors, fossil fuels, coal, uh, number two, diesel oil, natural gas. But no, instead, we're going to just pray that the sun will shine in the middle of the night, even though we have four minutes of battery capacity on the national grid. That sounds a little extreme to me. What about you go out there, you bust your ass and 20% inflation and the government takes half of your money. That sounds a little extreme to me. How about we safeguard some Americans from that? Where's that Javier Malay dude from Argentina with his chainsaw? Somebody go put him in the House of Congress and just see what happens. But why are AI and movies always female? Because they are never wrong. That's pretty funny, Patriot Plumber. That's pretty funny. Um, Yeah, how about AI? How about you safeguard me from that? How about, how about. Just hear me out on this. How about I have a God-given, constitutionally protected right to make whatever noises with my mouth I feel like? The Rickster, TJ, I love my new Kydex tourniquet holster. I'm glad. Fordholstercompany.com, bro. What's up, D.L. Hemingway? How about the best way to protect Americans from extremism is you leave us the hell alone. But see, they don't want they don't want to do that. They, the big, they don't want to do that. All right, that's the brief, uh, the written brief. We'll look at some articles as well. They don't want to do that because they want to be kings to rule over you. Now I understand we are supposed to have a representative republic here in the Estados Unidos. Uh, we no longer have that, which is why they're pushing for the word democracy because a democracy is fundamentally different than a representative republic. The best way I can explain that is in a democracy, 51% of people get to tell 49% of people what to do. Um, so majority rules in a democracy. In a representative republic, if 99% of the people decided we need to act against 1% of the people, the the whims of the 99% do not outweigh the rights of the 1%. So, so that's a fundamental difference between the two between a republic and a democracy. And the representative republic means that we hire people to go represent our interests in Congress in D.C. to act on behalf of the people as public servants. The problem is the public servants serve themselves. Actually, they serve Satan, if we're being perfectly honest. That's who they serve. Whether or not they know that they're actual Satanists, they serve self. And if you do a, do four minutes of research on LeVayan and Satanism, Laveyan Satanism, unless you don't want that in your search history. Levain Satanism is surf, uh, service of self, and they serve themselves because of lobbyists and, you know, multinational conglomerates and the military industrial complex and blah, blah, blah. Why is it these people make $160,000 a year and have net worths in the tens to hundreds of millions of dollars, in some cases, billions of dollars? How does that work out? right? Yeah. So you want to protect Americans from extremism. Maybe get rid of all those pieces of shit in the wingtip shoes in D.C. and leave us the hell alone. Because they want to be kings. And we forget, we've been indoctrinated, maybe never even told in Exodus 19 verse 6 that we are commanded to be a nation of kings and priests, a holy nation. You are a firstborn son of Elohim and the firstborn son or the only begotten son, because the only son is also the firstborn, right? The firstborn has a triple blessing. One is the kingship. Do king stuff, bro. Two is the priesthood. You are the priest of your home. The pastor on Sunday doesn't get to tell you how to run your life, especially if he's some polo wearing effeminate beta male who's trying to give you a motivational help, help, self-help sermon rather than reading the word of God. And then the double portion, the double blessing. But see, we want all of the all of the goodness, all of the blessings that come from being a king and being a priest and having a double portion without shouldering any of the responsibility that comes with being a king, being a priest, stewarding the double portion. And so we've hired these assholes to go act on our behalf, and they never do because we have no way to actually hold them accountable, which means they're getting... Because they're shouldering the air quote, responsibility, they're receiving the blessing that you should have because you abdicated the throne of responsibility and gave it over to these political assholes. So you want to make America safe from extremists, leave me alone. Let me do king stuff. Let me do priest stuff. Let me do double portion stuff. But it's really hard to control a populace when you leave them the hell alone. And the concern there is, and here's what we miss, we're dangerous to them. Not organizationally, I'm not targeting them. I I, frankly don't give a shit about them. Don't care about them. We're dangerous to them if we don't need them, because that removes their power base, that removes their influence, which means they can no longer stack it to the rafters with their fiat currency by uh, fleecing the American public if we don't need them. They cease to exist. You were never meant to need them in the first place. The prophet Samuel, when Israel's crying out for kings, give us a king. We want a king. And he's like, are you sure? Because if I give you a king, he's going to take your sons to war. And he's going to take your daughters. He's going to gather horses for himself. And he's going to gather wealth. And he's going to take the best of your grain, the best of your oil, and the best of your new wine. He's going to take your silver and they're like, yeah, sounds good. We want a king like everybody else. There ain't one, ain't no king but Jesus. Yeah, remember that. Yeshua HaMashiach, king of kings, lord of lords. Think about that, king of kings. You're supposed to be a king. He's king of you, bro, but you are king of here. If Yah didn't need men to do men stuff, why did he make them in the first place? Genesis chapter 2. I know, you thought you were going to hear about Israel and Hamas, and turns out you're getting a a sermon on biblical manhood and the political caste system here in the United States of America. Sorry, bro. Maybe watch a different channel if you ain't into it. Genesis chapter 2. The reason man was created was to rule and subdue that's not sop and wet p-word stuff that's man stuff rule and subdue that's your job work the garden and guard it why is adam adam made in the wilderness yeah see read your bible adam wasn't made in the garden he was made in the wilderness outside the garden then brought into the garden Then hava eve his rib was made in the garden that's why women typically are better at nurturing an order, because they were made in the garden. Man was made in the wilderness. That's why we want to go kill lions with a sharp stick, because that's part of being a man. Because the man has to be in the wilderness outside of the garden to kill all of the things outside of the garden that would otherwise get into the garden and destroy the order and the nurturing capability of the garden. Does that make sense? That's why men are a little bit more wild. We're supposed to be. We were made in the wilderness. We're designed to go outside of the order, outside the wire, away from where the nurturing takes place to deal with evil so that evil never gets into the garden, okay? That's why they don't want you to act like a man, because if you act like a man, you don't need them. So the best way to deal, to protect Americans from extremism is leave us the hell alone. Because if extremism pops its head up around here, we'll handle it. I'll deal with it. I will I got more brothers than I can tell you, Louie, because OPSEC, bro. We'll deal with it. If I wanted to, I'd take over this county today. Joke's on you. I don't want to. I want to be left the hell alone. I want to hang out with my wife, hang out with my kids, operate heavy equipment, build Caleb house, eat sheep, take naps, drink coffee, observe the first command. You know, I want to be left the hell alone. Better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in in a war. Exactly, Raven. You are a warrior in a garden that if the external threat comes to the garden, you can kid up, leave the garden and go slay the lions, the giants the evil outside the wire, so that you maintain the integrity of the garden. And a BA wife that's been known to pull her pew-pew a time or two. Exactly. So, Safeguarding Americans from Extremism Act. Great. Great. Cancel Washington, D.C. and leave us the hell alone. That's the best way to go about it, as far as I'm concerned. Berries, sheep taste good. I'm a beef and venison man. I love sheep, dude. I love, I, well, I also love beef. But yeah, I love sheep. It's very, so we have katadans, They're meat sheep. They're, um. it's very rich. It's so good, dude. It's so good. But the, the lamb that you get in the store, the best lamb I've ever had at a restaurant, and I, this is not me exaggerating, and I've had some really good lamb at a restaurant. I bought some decent lamb at the butcher. It's not near as good as the sheep that we raise here butcher ourselves and spin them over a fire. Just like the best steak you're going to get in a restaurant isn't near as good if you go out here in the front yard and you pop one of these jokers in the forehead, hang them up and start cutting ribeyes fresh off a carcass, right? So the I had, what, less than a week ago? The best turkey I've ever had in my entire life. You know where I got it? Oh, the front yard. With a 20 gauge. I literally was like, I asked my wife, which one do we want to eat? She goes, mm, not that one, but that one. Okay. Safety off. Boom. Top of its head. <laughs> Flops around on the ground. Go pick it up. Cut its neck. Hang it. The, um, the, the thighs on this turkey... Were the color of grass-fed ribeye. It was amazing. I told my wife while we were eating it. I said, "I think this is the best, cleanest protein I've ever had in my life." So, you know, animal uh, even chickens. The chicken that we have here. See, you get chicken from Tyson at the grocery store. Why? Do, like, why? Why does so many dishes have chicken in it? Because it's a blank canvas. Because it doesn't taste like anything. Our chicken actually tastes like chicken. Because it's chicken. With all the buzzwords. Antibiotic free. Cruelty free. Free range. I don't even feed my chickens, dude. They're feral. They just run around out here. They eat whatever they can eat. And when I feel like it's time to eat a chicken, we shoot it. Then we clean it. And then we have chicken for dinner. And it's like... That's that is what the system is afraid of, because when you reproduce your own systems, you don't need them anymore. And most people have been indoctrinated into the idea that we do need them. Guys, I'm six years into living here, part time running a homestead. And I produce so much meat part time on the homestead with just a just a sprinkling, just a seasoning of intentionality that I literally don't know how many chickens I have. I don't know. I don't care. It's enough because I don't feed them. They fend for themselves. I, We have 22 sheep currently, started with four, four years ago. I've eaten more sheep than I can count, and I've given away seven Hebrew starter packs. What's a Hebrew starter pack? a ram, and two to four ewes. So I've given away seven of those. So just cut. That's 30 sheep. I've eaten at least 30 sheep. Still got 22 sheep, plus a couple of sheep in the freezer. And we're going into lambing season. Part-time. You don't need them. But it's convenient, Bear, is it? It's convenient to go to the store and get a chicken that has had 40 chlorine bats that's been genetically modified by Tyson to look like an abomination, half feathered out so it's easier to pluck, that is such a weak bird because you are what you eat that it can't stand up. If it does, its legs will break. Dude. Nah. But you could... Did you see the price of eggs? No. I haven't seen the price of eggs in seven years. I don't care. I've got... Three dozen eggs sitting on my table over here, my the island in the kitchen. Well, how long have they been there? I don't know, because Newsflash, they'll keep for six months. Six months. Fresh eggs, if you don't wash them because of the bloom, they'll keep for six months in that little basket on the counter over there. See what I mean? You don't need the system. You just like the system because it's convenient, so you got more time to... Play video games or look at porn or check your stock portfolio or me, 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 I, I, I. So uh, let's look at what uh, Instagram has to say. 30 minutes of me running my mouth about nothing. Um, From RT.com. Instagram algorithm sexualizing children, according to the Wall Street Journal. Duh. Test accounts set up by the news outlet. Wall Street Journal were recommended risque videos of minors and overtly sexual adult content. The algorithm behind Instagram's Reels service has been found to recommend, quote, jarring doses of salacious content, end quote, involving children to test accounts set up by the Wall Street Journal in an investigation published on Monday. The outlet says the purpose of the investigation was to see what kind of content the platform would suggest to accounts that primarily follow young gymnasts cheerleaders, and other teen and preteen influencers. The Wall Street Journal said it decided to conduct the test after noticing that many of the subscribers to these types of accounts were adult men, some of whom had demonstrated interest in sexual content related to both children and adults. Now, in my own adventures in Beardom, I have an Instagram account. I'm on the verge of not having an Instagram account because it's filled with whores filled with whores i'll i'll admit it there's times i'm sitting on the couch swiping swiping through rears reels about like oh look a john john deere 648g grapple skitter i like those and flip the next one whore flip beyond that one okay back to dozers excavators i like that oh chainsaws cool flip to the whore 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 What's the point? And some of those that have come up, I'm like, that whore's 12 years old. Report. So I report lots of these things as they come up to Instagram and every single one of them. I've gotten a message back from Instagram that has said, this content does not violate our community standards or our terms of service. Okay, now maybe I'm a little sensitive to this because we have an entire ministry around putting 12-year-olds back together after they've been sexually exploited. But how does sexualizing a 12-year-old on a platform that's geared towards adults not violate your community standards and your terms of service? I say the wrong thing to this camera on YouTube. I'm shut down forever. I already got two channel strikes. Also, I don't care. But you can dress up a whore in lingerie and put her on Instagram, and that doesn't violate community standards. You can dress up a teenager in lingerie and put her on Instagram, and that doesn't violate community standards. And let's be frank, why does it not violate community standards? Because there are too many piece of shit men out there that are getting off on that, the sexualization of children. That's the root cause. Going back to, you want to make America safe? Saving America from extremists? Leave us the hell alone. We'll solve this problem. I can fix this. Ask me how I know. Back to the article. During it's testing the wall street journal claims that instagram's algorithm served up a large amount of salacious content including quote risque footage of children as well as overtly sexual adult videos end quote in between those videos the wall street journal says the platform also featured ads from some of the biggest u.s brands Hmm. in one example the outlet says instagram offered a stream of videos which included an ad for a dating app a video of someone stroking a life-size latex doll and a video of a young girl lifting her shirt to expose her midriff. Another stream featured a commercial followed by a video of a man lying on a bed with his arm around a 10-year-old girl. Completely unrelated. Have you guys ever seen a 147-grain jacketed hollow point? You ever seen one of these? Completely unrelated. Um... Sorry, I got distracted there for a minute. Rock pile. I like to carry my rock pile around with me. It just makes life so much easier. Here's, I got a rock pile here. I got a rock pile here. I'm going to go over here uh, with this jacket right here. And let's see. Oh, look, another rock pile. Oh, look, another rock pile. Ah. Rock pile. Bear, what do you need that much ammo for? What are you afraid of? Nothing. I'm afraid of nothing. Not even a little bit afraid. When you have piece of shit, pedophile cartel assholes that write into you with death threats about what they're going to do to you. I don't care. What what are you going to do to me? Again, I have more brothers than I can tell you about. Some of those brothers, um their job was in the US military to sneak into people's houses in the middle of the night and to end bad guys. FAFO. FAFO. It's like the guy on Monday who's like, you seem very anti-Palestinian. Come see me. Come see me. Refuge is easy to find. We're, we're right there on the main drag, Spiro, Oklahoma. Come see me. I dare you. I, I dare you. Are you inciting violence on a public platform? Yeah, remember that First Amendment right? I, I should be allowed to make whatever noises with my mouth I would like to. Um, yeah. So, according to the Wall Street Journal, the Canadian Center for Child Protection ran similar tests on Instagram and reported similar results. Meta Platforms, which owns Instagram and Facebook, reported to the Wall Street Journal investigation or responded to the Wall Street Journal investigation by stating that the outlet's tests produced, quote, a manufactured experience, end quote, that does not represent what the vast majority of its billions of users see. Wrong. Wrong. You know, again, back to this fallen world that we live in, um, do you know the number one industry in the United States? Number one. 50% of all web traffic. Do you know pornography? No, it's not pharma, it's not Google, it's pornography. By the numbers, Number one industry in the United States. It's not ExxonMobil. It's not Pfizer. It's not uh, big tech. It's pornography. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, how interesting. So... Instagram says that your experience was not, an, you know, not representative of what its billions of users see. Nevertheless, a number of businesses have chosen to cancel advertising for their products on Meta's platforms. With Match spokeswoman Justine Sacco saying, "quote We have no desire to pay Meta to market our brand to predators or place our ads anywhere near this content." Good job. Last month, Instagram was also targeted in a lawsuit filed by attorney generals in 41 states, which accused the platform and its parent company of contributing to an ongoing mental health crisis among young people by purposely enticing them into compulsive social media use. There's a little thing. Back to that uh, SAFER Act. I know how to fix this problem. Brad Lennox, what's up, Bear Buddies? What a sad state this nation is in. Right, and here's the thing. This goes back to what is your identity? So I'm admitting my biases. I am M81 Woodland, Rambo, Wolverines, G.I. Joe. Like, that's what I grew up with, right? Like, my my uncle, my dad's brother, was sergeant major in the Marine Corps. My dad's whole side of the family is all military service. My older sister was in the Army. Two of my cousins were Navy SEALs, like this was the environment I grew up in, right? Yeah. Um, Very pro-America, very, very, very pro-America. And I don't don't want America to go away. But anybody here ever been in a 12-step program? The first step is admitting you have a problem. And we have a problem as America. We have a lot of problems as America. And if we are rampantly pro-American without acknowledging that we have problems, to RL's point, yes, we will. Uh, We will implode. So. Speaking of pedophiles, uh, Hunter Biden willing to testify. The president's son will speak to the Republicans probing his father for impeachment. His lawyer says. Now, here's a little thing. Um, Been reading a book. Been reading lots of books. Bear, what books have you been reading? Uh, Look at the screen, because this is literally what's within arm's reach. Okay, this book, the scriptures. Trying to read this every day. The proverb of the day and at least five chapters every day. Plus what I'm studying for our weekly Bible videos, which, um, the first one, the first of one, maybe, I'm sorry, the first of two, maybe three Ezekiel's temple videos is coming this Friday. So yeah, filmed that yesterday. So it's coming. Uh, so I read the scriptures, been reading this book, Traffic King by Conchita Sarnoff about the Jeffrey Epstein case. And we're gonna come back to this one in a minute. Been reading this book, The Stress Effect by Dr. Henry L. Thompson, AKA Dick Thompson of MACV SOG. Yep, Uh, Military Advisory Command Vietnam Studies and Observations Group. Uh, Codename Dynamite is the name of his book that uh, details his experiences in Vietnam, even though he was in Northern Vietnam, Laos and Cambodia. Doing hood rat shit with Mac V. Sog. But this is his book about managing stress. Uh, Really good book. Been reading this book, Epidemic, America's Trade and Child Rape. Boy, you want to get pissed off. Uh, I actually don't recommend that anybody buy this book and read this. Um, Also written by a doctor, Dr. Lori Handrahan, Ph.D., Frankly, I don't think most people can withstand the information that's in this book. This book has made me so mad on so many occasions that, you can ask my wife this, I will get up, walk outside, throw my kid on, grab a rifle, and just go for a walk until I can breathe and say words again. There's this book. If this book doesn't infuriate you, you're part of the problem. What other books? 33 Degrees of Deception, an expose of Freemasonry. Why? Let's say the quiet part out loud. These two books go together. Yeah. These two books go together. Look at the screen. These two books go together. Well, how do you know that, Bear? Um, First-hand experience. Psychic Warrior by David Morehouse. About the CIA's remote viewing operations. Betting Ishtar. Warning, if you love porn, do not read this book by Neil Kennedy. Now, this book is interesting, um, but I have his theology's all dicked up. It's modern Christian theology. His heart's in the right place, but his theology is terrible. Um, so I have scribbled notes all throughout this book that if anybody else ever picks this up off a of Bear's bookshelf, um, at least we can straighten out the theology that's being referenced in this book. Uh, the guy goes pretty hard. Um, <laughs> moral of this book, Porn Bad, Betting Ishtar. And then uh, Caught in the Web, Inside the Police Hunt to Rescue Children from Online Predators by Julian Um uh, A lot of y'all, like I was talking with Palmetto Paratrooper about this the other day. He's like, when do you have time to read... Um, The Father has blessed me with uh, a really interesting brain. I read at about 400 to 450 words per minute, and I have excellent retention. I don't know why. I just... Bear, with all you do, where do you find time to read these books? Sean Hunter. Well, there's your answer. Um, I read really fast, and I have excellent retention because that's the way Y'all made me, and I cannot explain it. But back to Hunter. See, Hunter is now going to testify openly in front of this uh, Republican committee. Why? Because testifying openly, he can't say anything that's classified. Hmm. Mm. He can't say anything that's classified if he's testifying openly. Why do we care about Hunter? Well, Hunter's a pedophile. Hunter's a piece of shit. Hunter has, now, he's had drug issues, me too, in the past, right? Every day he makes time, super stickler for his reading time. That's right, babe. Thank you. What's up, Hans? Shalom, bro. But Hunter is tied to daddy, the big guy, 10% for the big guy, at a minimum through Baris holdings, which we know. And here's the thing. We all know, as Pastor Joe Fox calls him, the sock puppet, uh, President Joseph Robinette, Biden Jr. asterisk. We all know that he is tied, like legitimately tied, to the Obama administration. And we all know that Obama said that he wouldn't want to be president for a third term, but if he could be somewhere in a basement just pulling the levers, pulling the strings with a headset on, that he'd be willing to do that. There's a strong possibility that that's what the Biden presidency is, so much so that Obama has joked about it during the Biden presidency. Why does that matter? Two words, Eric Holder. Eric Holder, this guy, Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself, had more than 100 children who had given sworn testimony, and that testimony was to be used in a federal case against Jeffrey Epstein. But the federal prosecutors at the Department of Justice under Eric Holder signed an NPA, a non-prosecution agreement against or for Epstein. And so what Epstein was ultimately charged with was two cases of pedophilic bullshit in the state of Florida. The reason that Epstein got that MPA non prosecution agreement through Eric Holder in the Department of Justice was because of his client list. Ah, 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 interesting. Interesting. Now. Of the details that are provided in this book, as mentioned previously, Mr. Epstein, to the extent that he was doing the bullshit that he was doing, uh, what he was doing was very vanilla as compared to some of the other things that go on out there. Doesn't mean that it's not wrong, because it is. Uh, And hundreds, hundreds of girls, many of whom... Check this out. Do you know where they were sourced from? you know they were sourced from modeling agencies, the largest of which was set up in Ukraine, which is where Burisma Holdings operates, which is where President Biden gets kickbacks from his son Hunter from, which is where your taxpayer dollars are going, which the Government Accountability Office has said a minimum of 70% of that money, your taxpayer money that's been sent to Ukraine, has been grifted, never made it, never made it to uh, the government of Ukraine to prosecute this war against Russia. Yeah. Now they want to combine Israeli. And yep, and now they want to combine Israel, Israel, and Ukraine aid in the same bill. Yeah. Ukrainian baby mills too. That's right, Red Flyer Media. Did you know here domestically, a bunch, dozens, dozens of daycares and adoption agencies have been set up as front organizations specifically to traffic kids? Be incredibly careful who you let your children around. Be incredibly careful who let who you let your children around. So, Biden's going to testify in open court why or Hunter Biden is Why does that matter? Well, it matters because he can't say anything that's classified or anything that's covered under a standing non-prosecutorial agreement from the Department of Justice issued by Eric Holder during the Obama administration in open court. So, aka, now his attorneys will be able to say, hey, he testified in open court, as if that's some type of, like, uh, he gets a gold star for that. Negative. It's actually... Maybe the best move that they can make because they get the PR saying he testified in open court. But in actuality, there's nothing he can say of any value in open court. OK, lastly, Moderna, Moderna, Moderna monitors Russell Brand, Elon Musk and other high risk celebrities spreading anti vaccine beliefs, according to a report written by Candace Hathaway yesterday at The Blaze. Moderna is monitoring celebrities for spreading anti-vaccine beliefs, according to a Monday report by independent journalists Lee Fang and Jack Polson. The journalists revealed that the biotechnology company hired Nikki Ruttman, a former FBI analyst, to head its disinformation department, tasked with compiling internal reports about celebrities who criticized the COVID-19 vaccine, spoke out against vaccine mandates, or otherwise shared anti-vaccine sentiments. The journalists noted that Rutman is one of many former law enforcement agents now working for Moderna. Hmm. Military industrial complex much? The department's reports are color-coded and ranked from low-risk to high-risk based on high, how problematic their narratives are to vaccine confidence. Low-risk reports don't currently warrant any action, according to Moderna's department. When a response is required, the company's team, quote, will notify the appropriate stakeholders with recommendations, end quote. Celebrities that make Moderna's high-risk list include Russell Brand, Elon Musk, and Novak Dejovic, the report found. It noted that the pharmaceutical company's department created a report titled Dejovic, crowned anti-vaccine hero after a U.S. Open win. Dejovic, a tennis star, was unable to participate in 2021 and 22 at the U.S. Open tournaments, which Moderna sponsored. After he refused to take the COVID-19 vaccine, Moderna's report stated, quote, the optics of the which whose vaccine opposition barred him from competing in the 2022 U.S. Open, returning to and winning the Moderna Moderna sponsored competition bolsters anti-vaccine claims that vaccines and mandates are unnecessary. End quote. The company Labeled news regarding Bajovic high risk because vaccine opponents were celebrating the tennis player's stance. The report also noted that Moderna was being mocked for sponsoring the tournament. doo. It goes on and on and on from here. Uh, here's the thing that I found interesting. The journalists further stated that Moderna closely monitors news outlets and online vaccine discourse. The company hired Talkwalker a technology firm to use its blue silk artificial intelligence to automatically track vaccine related conversations across 150 million websites. Moderna did not respond for a request for comment from Fanger Paulson or the New York Post. I think the, the Easter egg, the nugget in this article it's less so that Moderna is keeping track of people who are saying bad things about their multi-billion dollar international enterprise. It's more to do with, the the real thing here for me, is that journalists further stated that Moderna closely monitors news outlets and online vaccine discourse. The company hired Talkwalker, a technology firm, to use its blue silk artificial intelligence to automatically track vaccine-related conversations across 150 million websites. I think most of us are on the AI bad bandwagon, but the ability to collect and catalog and reference that much data in a private uh, database based upon your beliefs and how those beliefs intersect with the aims of said company using artificial intelligence is pretty damn scary to me. Now that being said, back to the I have a god-given constitutionally protected right to make whatever noises with my mouth I want to, you one could argue who cares. But Moderna clearly is hiring a bunch of people who used to be part of as we would call it the deep state. And there's this interesting thing that happens when somebody leaves the government and they go to work over here They don't lose all their government contacts, do they? No. No, they still have their old buddy network. I still have my old buddy network. If I decide tomorrow I'm going to just start, you know, producing show tunes in eastern Oklahoma, I still have my network, right? Yeah. So Moderna is a military front store here's how i look at it our cia is rooted in the office of strategic services and the oss while bill donovan donovan uh was active in europe during world war ii and then after world war ii and during World War II, we know for a fact things like Project Paperclip happened, where we brought thousands of Nazis to the United States in our technology and aerospace industries. Werner Von Von, anybody? And so we got pretty buddy-buddy with the Nazis. And the OSS, at the end of the war, took over <laughs> the wow. under the tutelage of Wild Bill Donovan, the first uh, director of CIA, took over... nazis intelligence networks that were in place in europe which stretched all the way to the middle east yeah uh, radical islamic jihad things like that north africa radical islamic jihad etc etc and bill donovan talked about in books that i read about him talked about how impressed he was that the nazis the ss specifically had established A network of more than 750 legitimate businesses all of whom gave a portion of their proceeds to the party (laughs) gesundheit to the nazi party to fund ss operations this was the the real light bulb moment for black ops budgets for the burgeoning cia tyson croup is one of those companies, uh, Mercedes, BMW, uh, these companies, right? So the CIA today operates thousands of companies, including Alphabet, which owns Google, which owns YouTube that we're on right now, and uses a portion of the proceeds, the profitability from each one of these enterprises, to do things that never see congressional oversight going all the way back to, you want to make America safer, fire all the people in wingtip shoes in DC and leave us the people alone. Okay. So, is Moderna a military front company? I would say it's more of a military industrial complex front company. What's up across the table with Bob? And so that's, uh, yeah, Moderna is using AI. Cool. That's going to go well for humanity. That's the brief for today. Oh, no, I was going to talk to you guys about basic uh, preps. <laughs> you guys want to talk about basic preps or you want to be done? Maybe we talk about basic preps on Friday. What do you guys think? We're, we're an hour into this thing. Do it or not do it? I'm looking... I'm looking at the preps, preps. Hi, Bob. Basic preps. Preps. Do it. Do it. Do it. James Moore says, be done. (laughs) Sorry, James, you can leave. (laughs) Sorry, bro. Preps, bro. Patriot plumber. All right. Do it. Yep. Lots of them. Okay. So basic preps. Um, Let's see. We're an hour into this. And so for your reference, because you might want to come back and cross-reference this, um, just add an hour come back. All right. Uh, Because you're probably going to want like a a notebook and a pencil or um, these fancy little whiteboards that our brother saw like indoctrinated into me um, to to take some notes. So food, water, shelter. Uh, Let's break this down Barney style real quick. Uh, First of all, if you want to go a little bit deeper for free here on this channel, we have a YouTube playlist called the Prepper Classroom that goes like deep, deep into this stuff. Uh, but it's still very, um, very basic concepts that are whiteboarded out. So go check out Prepper Classroom. Food, I'm not gonna argue with you over how much food you think you need. I'm telling you what I do and why. When I developed the bones of the Prepper Classroom, I developed it for myself. And I did, I researched 16 different long-term international studies on caloric intake and they all said the same thing a military aged male to maintain body mass during strenuous activity requires a minimum of 3,200 calories of food per day that's approximately two pounds of food the big four types of grain and i'm not advocating you just eat grain i just got done telling you guys about how much meat we eat off of our place But the average pound of grain of the big four, corn, rice, wheat, and beans. And I know beans are legumes, but I put that shit in buckets, so I put it in the grain category. I don't need the good idea fairies and the uh, armchair snipers in the comments. Listen to what I'm telling you. The average pound of grain has 1,600 calories in it, corn, rice, wheat, and beans, okay? So two pounds is 3,200 which is precisely the amount of calories you need as a military age male engaged in strenuous activity to not lose body mass. So I would submit to you that SHTF is going to be strenuous. You're going to be active and you're, you may not be a military age male, but that's the highest utilization category. And so I prep for everybody as if they are a military age male. That way I've got a little bit of headroom because my seven year old daughter is not a military age male. Nor will she ever be one, regardless of what society might say. But I prep for her as if she is because the math is easy. So two pounds per person per day, 365.24 days in a year. That's 730.48 pounds in a year. I just ran that to 750. Here's why. Because I can get 30 pounds of grain in each bucket. And 30 times 25 buckets is 750 pounds so 25 buckets of grain per person per year that's the basic math all right now you can and probably should do the seven meals plan i got an entire video on this in the prepper classroom seven meals plan figure out seven meals that are shelf stable that your family eats not that you think you're gonna eat. If you don't eat dehydrated um, asparagus with guava juice, don't prep that, okay? What do you eat? You figure out seven meals that you eat that are shelf-stable, and as your budget permits, you stock 52 of each meal, 52 weeks in a year, okay? Seven days in a week, seven meals, 52 of each meal. The go-to example for us is spaghetti and meat sauce. I need two pounds of spaghetti, a big jar of meat sauce. Boom. That's a meal for my family. Now, I get 104 pounds of pasta, 52 jars of sauce. Maybe, maybe, I had a good paycheck this week. I go to the restaurant supply store and I buy two 50-pound sacks of pasta or... Maybe the grocery store has pasta on sale instead of a dollar a pound it's 50 cents a pound. So I buy as much as I can get right sauce. I got a coupon for sauce and I'm going to go buy 20 jars of sauce this week instead of four because of my coupon. All right. So you get 52 iterations of each meal across seven meals. Now you've got squared for your family, whatever it might be. Chili is another one that we do. Because I can do, all of this has to be shelf stable. It has to be able to last on the shelf for a year or more. Then you rotate through that because we already eat spaghetti, bro. So I don't have to worry about it going bad. See what I mean? So if you've got your seven meals and your four grains, you've got a year and a half of food like that. Like that. And then you can augment with other things like your wheat and your bread machine or your solar oven or you you make chili right out of cans and you have your rice in buckets smash that together if you're blessed to have leftovers that's your breakfast and lunch the next day also you can get peanut butter and five gallon buckets ask me how i know now it won't last very long once you open it but it'll last three to five years in a bucket unopened has a high fat content means it'll go rancid sooner or later but if you have teenagers you'd be surprised how long or how short a five gallon bucket of peanut butter will last okay then you augment that with chickens now have eggs and meat but i live in the suburbs i had chickens in the suburbs we had laying hens and meat birds in our backyard in the suburbs Okay, so food, 3,200 calories per day. Now, interestingly, two one-pound ribeye steaks, 3,200 calories. Pound of lamb, 1,600 calories. So two pounds of lamb, 3,200 calories. That number just keeps coming up over and over again. It's 3,200 calories, all right? Um, So food, you want to get squared away. And if you can't buy a year's worth of food today, that's okay. We have many, many, many years worth of food, but we didn't get it all on one day. In fact, I just reposted a video yesterday on um, (laughs) Rose Man powdered hummus. I thought you said powdered humans. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, Rose. Hold on. Um, But you can get chickpeas in number 10 cans. Ask me how I know. I have some because hummus, bro. Put that on some bread, some matzah, some pita. Good to go. Um, we didn't get this all done in a day or a week. This has been years, a decade of hardcore prepping to get this much food put up, but, um, we have it now. And so it's one less thing to worry about. I'm just not that worried about food. Okay. It is hard work. I just reposted a video yesterday on Patreon. You can look it up on YouTube uh, yourself. If you'd like, it's a YouTube video, how to put beans in buckets. Where we bucketed 6,000 pounds of beans in a couple hours. Because we went to the bean store. We got three pallets, 2,000 pounds of pallet. We got our buckets. We got our Mylar. We got our oxygen absorbers. We got our lids. And then we um, did a production line. And just boom. 6,000 pounds of beans in two hours. Okay. So now to water. Uh, any Goralzyk said filtered water. So important. Goralzyk. I'm going to go with Goralzyk Is your last name. Um, water. The standard prepper nomenclature is you need a gallon of water per day. I disagree with that. Because of our experiences with Grindstone uh, operating in temporarily austere environments with no electricity, no water, no commo no first responder you need more than a gallon of water you need a gallon of water minimum to drink then you need a gallon of water to clean your dirty body so you don't get sick infection and disease kills uh, it's one third of our casualties right and to wash your tools and your fork and your spoon and your pot that you cooked in and then most of our prep for food is dehydrated or dry so you need a gallon of water for cooking So that's three gallons of water. So if you have a family of five in your house, that's 15 gallons a day, 30 days in a month. That's 450 gallons of water a month. Now, a lot of people hear that number and they're like, holy shit, that's too much water. I can't store that much water. Yet you can. You can. That's nine 55-gallon rain barrels. You can line them up behind your house in the suburbs and nobody will ever see them. Ask me how I know. Or two IBC totes. It's two IBC totes full of water. That's a month's worth of water. Now, water's heavy, bulky. It doesn't transpose so good. So that means you need a way to replenish it. And so if you live in the suburbs, you take the gutter on the backside of your house. You pipe that downspout into your rainwater catchment. Oh, my city doesn't allow that. My city can kiss my ass. I'm using it to water my garden, sir. And by the way, you're trespassing. Come back with a warrant and then I'll let my attorney speak with you, okay? Pipe that into your IBC totes so now you have a way to replenish the water. Water, three gallons per person per day, not one. And then shelter, all right? So right now, shelter, the primary thing you need to think about is population density because a lot of y'all unfortunately live in the wrong area and your primary plan should be to bug in not to bug out you should stay where you are to the best of your ability but a lot of where y'all live is non-permissive for long-term sustainability um, sustainability meaning that you go from consumption of resources to production of resources but Population density, it matters. Then you need four walls and a roof and a way to keep it warm. This time of year, a way to keep it warm. Um, Alternate or traditional sources of heating. Can I heat this place with wood? You should look into that. Um, Another thing that most people forget with shelter is what am I wearing? A lot of people dress terribly for the season. I have wool socks on. Boots on, heavy-duty jeans, a long sleeve shirt, this hoodie, uh, and then I'm going to put a jacket on before I go outside because it was 28 degrees here this morning, which is not that cold. There's lots of parts of the country right now that are getting snow, but there's people in places where it snows that will leave their house in pajama pants and Crocs with socks and a thin hoodie, and then their car breaks down and they die of exposure. So the first thing with shelters, what am I wearing? Is it appropriate clothing? Um, and then you know, 98.6, the fine art of keeping your ass alive. I believe it is Cody Lundine, right? Like, how do I maintain core body temp? Uh, and that can be mylar blankets, APLS blankets, you know, a good tent, knowing how to make a tarp shelter, knowing how to make a wind break, a debris hut, all of these things. Like I want to keep dead air space right? What is your house? Four walls and a roof that hold air inside of it. Air is an excellent insulator. If I can condition that air with heat when it's cold, I don't die. Simple things like we have one closet in our hallway. My wife hates it because it will kill you if you open the door wrong. Everything will fall out of it. But luckily, most of the things that are in it are very soft. They're blankets and they're sleeping bags. And so I'm a sucker for buying wool blankets because wool will keep you wet or keep you warm even if it's wet. It it retains about 70% of its um, insulating capability even when it's wet. So, wool blankets and sleeping bags inside the house. Why? What if we run out of wood? What if there's a blizzard? What if the power goes out? What if, what if, what if? What if there's an actual zombie apocalypse out there and it gets cold inside the house? Well, we got wool blankets and sleeping bags. Plus, when people come over to hang out, like porch blankies, it's a thing. Um, So uh, I'm a big advocate of having extra insulation in your house and like back to like clothing, be able to layer up. Um, it, It sounds like a real... It's a throwaway for people who have never been there, but I cut my teeth making money with a chainsaw in upstate New York where it snows a lot and long handled underwear. A lot of people turn their nose up to that, but if you're going to be working outside and it's cold getting back to those layers, like if I can get some skivvies on some long handled underwear and then some like heavy cotton duck pants over the top of that. And a good pair of wool socks, covertthreads.com, and a good pair of boots, my lower half is going to stay plenty warm. And then I can, my guys used to tell me all the time, they always knew where I was in the woods when I was cutting in the winter, because you could follow the clothing back to where I was. Because I would walk into the woods and have my big Carhartt jacket before Carhartt went woke and got popular and all the Californians wanted to wear it to act like their cattle ranchers. I'd have you know my big Carhartt jacket, and I'd be walking in the woods carrying a steel 066 Magnum 32-inch bar full chisel, ported and tuned, and my oil can and gas can, and sometimes a backpack with some lunch in it, and uh, let's be honest, some wintergreen snuff, and I'd walk back into the woods, and I'd start getting warm. So I'd take my jacket off, I'd fell some fell some trees, lay my jacket on a stump, keep moving, I'd get to over here, I'm, I'm still warm. So I'd pull my hoodie off and lay that on a stump, keep moving. I'm getting warmer and warmer. I take my long sleeve Dickies work shirt off and lay that on a stump. And by the time I got all the way back into the woods, I'm back there in my my pants, my boots, and a sleeveless t-shirt with a toboggan cap on, really just sitting on the top of my head, not even all the way down, running this saw, steam coming off me, cutting timber. And then later in the day, as the sun starts to get low in the sky and you've been sweating all day and working... You start getting cold. Okay. Well, now it's time to walk back to the truck. Oh, hey, look. You know, you pull the toboggan cap lower. It's my long sleeve shirt. Nice. Throw your long sleeve shirt on. You keep walking. getting cold. (laughs) Hey, it's my hoodie. Throw your hoodie on. Keep walking. Ah, my jacket. Throw your jacket on. Get back in the truck. So layering, like, it matters. And I think a lot of people who work outside are aware of this, but office people school teachers, IT professionals, less so. And it really matters. Having a good base layer, good intermediate layers, a good outer layer that is wind resistant, water resistant, like all that stuff really matters. So basics of uh, food, water, shelter prep. If you want to go a little bit deeper on that, Prepper Classroom is free on this uh, YouTube channel. Just find the uh, Prepper Classroom playlist. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, Value exchange. Uh, This morning, links are in the description. This morning uh, on Patreon, we talked about teen prepper EDC. We get that question a lot. And so myself and my brother Dudley laid out our opinions, thoughts, and experiences on what a a teenager should be carrying in their backpack as uh, part of their EDC. Raincat. I bought a case of space blankets. Um, Awesome. Understand though, Mylar is not breathable. So we don't want to put Mylar directly against the skin because it can induce hypothermia because there's no place for the respiration, the moisture in our respiration and the perspiration of our body to go, which means the casualty can get wet. And so if you're going to use a Mylar space blanket, you need something intermediate, especially in the winter, a wool blanket, a woobie, a sleeping bag, something. Note it. Awesome. Okay, because you can you can induce hypothermia with a mylar space blanket if if it's directly against the skin. Okay. So Patreon this morning, teen prepper EDC link in the description. Uh, go check it out. It's ten bucks a month. You absolutely get ten dollars in value each month on Patreon. I promise you that. Um, refuge medical. There are some black multicam kits left. It's, uh, it's always interesting to see how the bear nation responds to the different products that we put out. And last year, black multicam, like it was like gangbusters dude. Um, this year less so. And that might be because a bunch of y'all got your black multicam kits last year. It might be because the lady colors, the purple and the floral came out. Um, it could be lots of reasons. I don't know, but uh, for whatever the reason might be, there is still some black multicam inventory left at refuge medical.com. So if you need one of those kits or, you know, somebody that does need, uh, one of those kits, um, I have a pool 14,000 gallons, but salt type, can that be clean? Yep. Desalination filtration. Um, I also have a salt water pool for that very reason. And there are ways to do it. And you just got to do your research on that um so black multicam kits at refuge medical.com our promo is we have stuff uh, we have stuff amidst two global conflicts unlike a lot of other people and we're shipping really really fast we also have um our flagship number one bestseller the red bear fact is in stock and so uh you can go check this out if you want to if you use promo code bear nation you get free shipping so uh that's not nothing in today's day and age and also if you're on Patreon use your Patreon promo code it's in the description on the brief and that'll save you some money on this thing. In fact, if you're going to purchase from Refuge um and you don't and you're not on Patreon, if you go to Patreon and get that promo code, you'll pay for your Patreon. <laughs> so um but anyway, this is the bare fact there are many like it. This one is one of mine um the way this works, guys, you're very familiar with this. You got your nylon on the outside for your portability and your durability, And then on the inside, we have our capability. Unlike a lot of kits that like fold open or rip away or whatever, the, the idea of this is that I don't want my first aid kit on me when I need it. I want to be able to get it out where I can use it. Okay, so you grab the red handle ooh, and you pull, not like a wussy there you go. And now I've got my inner and my outer pop this open. And I've got my first aid kit ready to go. And unlike a lot of other first aid kits, air quote, first aid kits on the market, the bare fact is prioritized per prioritized for care per the March algorithm, which sounds like a mouthful, but it's really just the basic order that we need to deal with um, modalities of injury. The types of injuries that we're seeing in order to increase the likelihood that we save this person's life, and that's based on TCCC tactical combat casualty care, which is filtered down into the civilian market, which is TECC tactical emergency casualty care, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's just really basic physiology. Y'all, we got to keep the blood inside the body, and we got to keep air going in and out, and we got to do the blood first because the blood is an oxygen delivery device, and so if we're doing if we're worried about maintaining a patent airway, or we're doing chest compressions and the blood's leaking out. Um, they're going to die first from the blood leaking out because it doesn't matter how much air we get into the body if there's no way for it to be delivered, which is the blood. So, M in the march algorithm on this massive bleeding. So we got a tourniquet here, uh, a genuine Cat 7 Committee on TCCC recommended windless tourniquet, and a pair of gloves because if it's wet and not yours, don't touch it. We don't want to deal with bloodborne illness, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, we got our pressure bandage here um, for wound packing in the junctional spaces junctional like you put a tourniquet on extremities your arms and your legs are junctional spaces which is our neck our shoulders our pelvic girdle our ass that we can't put a tourniquet on that we don't put tourniquets on ball joints because they'll move they'll loosen Um, so in those areas so from the extremities there's right here palpate put your arm up like this and palpate which is a big word for use your fingies right here where your chest muscle and your shoulder come together and they intersect into the bicep right here there's a gap that's the highest point we want to put a tourniquet right here in that gap not over the bicep that hurts a lot in between the bicep shoulder because that's as high as i can get it it'll handle everything downstream from there any injuries and it's not going to come loose if this arm gets moved okay beyond this point up we're going to wound pack okay also i have An entire playlist, eight videos, nine videos. Uh, The trauma medicine series here on YouTube, it's free. Uh, So I teach all this stuff for free here on YouTube. If you need more, if you got a kit, but you don't know how to use it, go watch that. It's free here on YouTube. Go watch that. And you can totally share that out with other people. So we've got our massive bleeding, you know, tourniquet, pressure bandage, gloves, tape, Sharpie right here, front and center where we can get at it. Then our next concern is airway and respiratory. And so airway and respiratory is back here in what we call the stack. And so in the stack, I've got my shears because we wanna get our casualty, what we call trauma naked. And I'm all for modesty, but I'd rather be naked and alive than modest and dead. And the reason for that is your genes, genes can hide a liter of blood in each pant leg. Well, the average human has about five liters of blood. At one and a half liter of blood loss, one and a half liters of blood loss, we begin compensatory hypovolemic shock. At two liters of blood loss, we begin decompensatory hypovolemic shock. That means the body has figured out we're bleeding and it's running out of tricks in order to keep the blood inside the body and keep you from dying. At two and a half liters of blood loss, we begin irreversible hypovolemic shock. Hypo, not enough, volum- volumic, volume, not enough blood, body goes into shock. And at two and a half liters of blood loss or 50% of your volume on average, um, it's called irreversible for a reason. You now have a coin toss as to whether or not you are going to survive this event, okay? Um, bear your free videos are worth 10 times the $10 per month. Thank you, Pippi Bebo. I appreciate you um and so uh we why shears because we want to expose the casualty to check for other injuries we may not have seen people tend to hyper fixate on the one injury without seeing other injuries and so we want to expose the casualty to make sure there aren't secondary injuries that we have to treat um your your arteries and your veins are like garden hoses And so if you can see the one hole in the hose and you plug it, but you don't plug the other one, the hose is still leaking, right? So trauma naked. And that's why we have real shears, not cheap Chinese garbage, real shears, so that we can get these clothes off and do a quick check of the casualty. Then airway and respiratory. We've got our chest seals, uh, non-occlusive, or I'm sorry, occlusive dressings for the chest to plug holes in the box. We've got two five by nine gauze pads. The reason for this is twofold. One, if I need big gauze, I need it now. Like when Bob tries to cut his hand off with a tomahawk right before the live stream on Monday morning. I need a five by nine gauze pad now. Okay. So that's the first thing. If I need big gauze, I need it now. I don't want to go looking for it. And the second is I like these to be able to pop these open. And when you have punctures to the plural space in your chest here, or lower down to the belly button a lot of times that's accompanied by uh, viscous fluid in the pleural space the box that, the, that operates in a vacuum in here for the lungs to be able to reliably inflate and I want the chest seal to stick and so I'm going to use this to wipe off all that stuff so that I can get the chest seal to stick so I can plug the holes in the box so the lungs will reliably inflate again and then I've got a nasal pharyngeal airway and NPA and this is to maintain a patent airway on a conscious or unconscious patient nose noodle up through the nose. Um, a lot of uh, EMTs, paramedics use uh, OPAs, oral pharyngeal airways, aka J-tubes. And the problem with a J-tube is that they can only be used on an unconscious patient because they induce the gag reflex. Well, if the patient is conscious, but I think they might go unconscious, I want to get a nose noodle in there so I can maintain a clear pathway, a patent airway from the face, maxiofacial region, down into the lungs so that we can exchange oxygen for co2 across the alveoli and the lungs so that's why we include an mpa um all right so that's airway and respiratory so like bleeding is going to be 90 to 90 or 88 to 90 percent of our problem massive bleeding that's why we do that first airway and respiratory is about seven percent so the other three percent is everything else and that's what's down here And so down here, I've got my quick clot for wound packing if I need it. Um, And then I've also got my trauma trauma pack here. And so this has got compressed gauze for wound packing if needed. It's got my space blanket, as Raincat was saying earlier, uh, mylar blanket for helping to stave off hypothermia due to blood loss, which is one third of the lethal triad, blood loss, hypothermia, acidosis. Nothing you can do about acidosis in the field, but you can deal with hypothermia and blood loss, okay? So hypothermia, wrap the burrito in the tin foil so the burrito stays warm, okay? Um, and then we've got a triangle bandage, which can be used for myriad things, slings and um, making dressings. You can improvise the tourniquet with this. You can pre-filter water with this. You do all kinds of stuff, triangle bandage. Curlex rolled gauze here, two by twos, four by fours, five by nines for more of your boo boo type stuff. iPad and eye shield, flat duct tape right there, because duct tape rules the universe. And so it's a very comprehensive kit. The bare fact is, it's designed to work the entirety of the March algorithm. And as a result, by the grace of the Most High, uh, 93 lives have been saved with refuge medical kits directly. And then 17 lives to date through Project Tribute of law enforcement officers here in the state of Oklahoma. For those who are bad at math, that's 110 people who are still alive, because Refuge Medical showed up for work. So I don't think this kit works. I know this kit works. Unlike a lot of the air quote competitors out there on the market. um, This is not a price point kit. It's not designed to maximize profitability. It's designed to work and it uses only the best components on the market because I think that saving a couple bucks on a first aid kit is retarded if it means that the person you're trying to save dies because the whole point of having a first aid kit is to not die, right? Right. Um, And I don't know if you've priced flowers for a funeral, but they cost more than this first aid kit does. So refuge medical.com that's the bear fac uh bear first aid kit the bear fact go check it out use your promo codes bear nation for free shipping including during this holiday season and um uh, your patreon promo code gets you ten uh, 10 off as well so check that out what is your life worth exactly nick rhodes now um lastly but certainly not leastly It is uh, the day after Giving Tuesday, and we have an awesome super donor in the Bear Nation who has agreed to match dollar for dollar of all online giving through tomorrow evening, through 30 November, up to $100,000. We, y'all, are awesome, have raised $25,000 in the first 24 hours. That's amazing, thank you. Uh, If ever there was a time that you're giving really matters it's now um because we're getting a one-to-one match from a super donor that's incredible so um colonel lebowski yeah what competitors chinesium crap is no comparison thank you so if you guys and girls could help us share uh that this is going on 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 socials on the instagrams on the facebook's uh, you can look for Grindstone Ministries. You can look for Bear Independent on Instagram, on Facebook, etc. cetera. Um, you know, share the Giving Tuesday video that went out yesterday. That would really help us because we we have a super donor and we'd like to maximize the efficacy of the super donor, which is awesome. So, and, and y'all's will be done. So, if ever there was a time, uh, that time is now. And I appreciate every one of y'all very much. Of course, we've got Refuge Ruckus coming up. Um, I should have an update for you on the ruckus next week. But if you want to come be with us as we raise awareness and funds for Caleb House, visit Refuge Ruckus, R-U-C-K-U-S dot com. Grindstone dot com. We are um, it's that season again. It's uh, winter tornado season. And Grindstone's done a lot of work in November and December throughout the years. Mayfield, Kentucky, and Ida Bell, Oklahoma. So we're we're gearing up right now, making sure everything's tip-top ready to roll. I got to tell you, honestly, I'm a little torn by that because I'm really pushing for progress at Caleb House right now. And it's something me and the father have been talking about. I don't want to go do a tornado right now. I really don't. I want to keep making progress on Caleb House, but I will do whatever it is that he tells me to do. And so if he tells me that we got to go deal with a tornado or a hurricane, we will go deal with a tornado or a hurricane. Um, but grindstoneministries.com is our disaster relief and construction ministry. And then, of course, Caleb House, Caleb with a K.org is our anti-human trafficking ministry. And if, if the spirit moves you, um, TJ, can we please pray? Rickster, we're a boota. If the spirit moves you, come see us. Grindstoneministries.com, calebhouse.org. Um, doggone it, you're a good man. Bear. Well, doggone it, I try. Never put me on a pedestal. You see any anything good in me, that's the father. It ain't me, homie. Because me without the father is uh, like you've seen a dumpster fire before, right? Imagine the dumpster manufacturing facility was on fire while B-52s were doing bombing runs on it and all the firefighters are drunk in the parking lot. That's me without the father. Okay. Now, all that long brief this morning, long brief gone along. Oh, well, Whatever. Yah's will be done. Speaking of whom, let's talk to the creator of the universe, shall we? And all the chickens said amen. It's probably going to be a rooster murder later today. Oh, good morning, Father Yah. Father, you are awesome. Father, thank you for the opportunity yet again to humble ourselves at your feet. Father, thank you for all the all the things we take for granted every day, the breath in our lungs, Father, the sunshine, our families, our friends, provision and protection and blessing. Father, help us keep our mind and our heart right to see these things as the miracles that they are, not to just take them for granted. Father, thank you for Fearfully and wonderfully making us and for choosing us for this time. Father, I pray that you would just give us the strength not simply to endure, but to stand in the face of adversity and to be a witness and a living testimony to the entire world about how awesome you are and how loving you are and how good you are of the redemption of your Son that we might have a way to come home again. Father, you're telling me that there are people out there who are praying right now who have not prayed in a long time. And So, Father, help me help them back to you. pray this with me. Father Yah, I need you. I can't do this without you. I submit myself unto you. I confess that Yeshua is Hamashiach. Please cover me in the blood of his atoning sacrifice. Father, make me whole, make me new. Please forgive me of my sins and my transgressions by which I transgressed against you that I might come home again. Father, teach me to walk in your ways and I will commit myself to understand to the best of my ability. I will walk righteously to the best of my ability in the example that you gave us by your son, Yeshua. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for making a way for me to come home again. Father, thank you for forgiving me. use me for your will. And I will execute to the best of my broken ability. And I pray these things in Yeshua's name. Amen. Well, If you just prayed that prayer, welcome home and may Yah bless you today. And if you prayed that prayer, not for the first time, welcome home again, prodigal son. The father missed you and he loves you and he is awesome and sovereign over all things. Thank you guys very much for being a part of the Bear Nation in all of its various forms over the last six years. It is humbling to me, very humbling to me to be ordained as a man of Yah, now. And I will tell y'all, I still don't have it all figured out. I don't know. But I'm trying. And uh, man, I'm getting a lot of questions from y'all on Patreon about pastor stuff and Bible stuff. And I see them, and those answers are coming. But I've got to really take my time before i can issue a response to those things because i don't ever want to be working counter to the father's word or the ruach HaKodesh, the holy spirit and so um the work has only begun regarding pastorship and uh i would appreciate your understanding with that because i'm new to this <laughs> and I don't have it all figured out and I feel the I feel the weight of that position as I think one should because those that are in a position of leadership and take it for granted don't deserve that leadership at all so thank you for bearing with me I hope y'all Have an awesome day. Shalom.